This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast with Anthony Fasano, session number four. In this session, I am going to help an engineer who is currently discouraged and not feeling so great about his current employment situation. I am going to help him realize how he can engineer his own opportunity in this position and soar to reach his goals. And I hope that in the process, I can help you to do the same. Let's rock and roll. Welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, where it's all about helping real engineers to overcome real challenges and get real results. And now for your host, who is on a mission to inspire as many engineers as possible, professional engineer and certified career coach, Anthony Fasano. Hello, 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 everybody. This is Anthony Fasano, your engineering career coach, and I welcome you to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, session number four. And first of all, I'm really excited because I've been getting really great feedback on the first three sessions of the show, and I I really appreciate the feedback from everyone. Those of you out there that have been listening, please do me a favor and leave an honest review on iTunes so that I can get some feedback and I can make sure that I even either make this show better or at least know that we're on the right track with some of the topics that we've been getting into. And I'm excited about today's show because in today's show, I am going to help an engineer who kind of feels upset or discouraged in his current situation. He just doesn't realize that it's up to him to really create his own opportunity. So I am going to help him with that. And all of you out there, I want to let you know that I created a pretty awesome, at least what I think is a pretty awesome guide to helping you create an extraordinary engineering career. It has seven video tutorials in it on how to develop your soft skills or your non-technical skills. You can check out the guide at engineercareerguide.com. Again, that's engineercareerguide.com. And as always, comments are encouraged on the bottom of the guide to let me know what you think of it or what you think I should add to it. So again, please take advantage of that resource. So before I get into kind of our motivational moment to get the show kicked off, and and those of you that have listened before also know that at the end of the show, I have a career-changing tip. And the one that I'm going to give you today is going to change the way you think. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, But before I get into it, I just want to say I had the opportunity to go to Alaska uh, within the last few weeks here for some series of speaking engagements to some engineers out there. And I just want to say it was an amazing trip. Alaska itself is beautiful, breathtaking, and, and it wasn't even really the best time of the year to go there. But the people there were great too. And any of you out there in Alaska that are listening to the show, uh, thank you. Thank you really for your hospitality out there, Um, taking me out to dinners at night, showing me around. Um, One of the engineers took me to the Mendenhall Glacier in Juneau. Um, And it was really just a breathtaking experience being there and being able to do some of the things I was able to do on top of, of course, speaking for over 100 engineers and engineering students over the course of a week. So again, just a shout out to everybody out there that was that was there, that was helpful. I appreciate that opportunity and I look forward to connecting with some of you as we move forward here um, into the future. So with that, what I'd like to do now to get us going for today, and today's topic is kind of creating your opportunity, I want to start us off with two quotes in our motivational moment. Motivational moment. Motivational moment. In today's motivational moment, I actually have two quotes for you, which is usually we have one, but I felt that there was two really strong quotes on the idea of creating opportunities in your career. And that's how you engineer your own success. So the first quote goes like this, a wise man will make more opportunities than he finds by Francis Bacon. Again, a wise man will make more opportunities than he finds. 
The second quote is, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door by Milton Berle. And again, that's an awesome quote. If opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. And that really is, that quote really summarizes the coaching segment you're going to hear in a few minutes with an engineer who kind of feels like he's stuck, but has a lot more power than he thinks he does. And that's just what I want to take a minute to talk about. I mean, the reason that I titled my book, Engineering Your Own Success, is because that's what you have to do in your engineering career. You have to engineer your own success. It's up to you to create opportunities. Nobody's going to come and hand you a title. Nobody's going to come and hand you a raise. Right? These are things that you have to go after and you have to get. And I'm hoping that by listening to this show, you're picking up all of the skill sets, new strategies for doing this in your career. But a big part of it starts with your mindset. If you don't believe that you can create opportunities in your career or your life for that matter, then you absolutely won't do it. So I really want to impress that upon you. And you'll see in this coaching segment coming up with this engineer that he didn't even think that that was possible for him. And I had to kind of shake that into him. And that was a big deal for him. All right. So, so those of you that are listening to this, maybe your confidence isn't where it needs to be. Maybe you struggle with the idea that, you know, I could actually create an opportunity for myself. All right. Well, again, think about these quotes. If opportunity doesn't knock in your engineering career, build a door. There's a way to do it. Get it done. You're more powerful than you think. And that's something that I really want you to constantly tell yourself. That's how you build your confidence. At least that's one way of building your confidence. Right? So please keep that in mind. I mean, that's something that I preach to the members of my Institute for Engineering Career Development every day. They're probably sick of me saying that to them because it's just that important. So with that, let's get into our coaching segment and let's help this engineer understand the power that he has in creating opportunities. And hopefully I can help you to understand the same thing. Let's go. It's go time. Now it's time for our coaching session today on today's podcast. And our guest today is Robert from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or he's now in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we'll get into that in a, in a little while. Um, Robert is a licensed professional engineer. He's a structural engineer. He has graduated about 12 or so years ago. And basically, I wanted to have Robert come on the show because I thought he had a very interesting challenge. And I'm going to read you now his application. It says, I moved from DC to Pittsburgh to be with my wife and my wife's and my family. I had just been promoted to project manager and really liked my last job. I took a project engineer position for a mid-sized civil engineering firm with a small structural department, but the work and opportunity has been slow going. All right. So with that, again, let's welcome in Robert. How are you doing today, Robert? Hi, how's it going? All right. So so I read your challenge here, but but take us through it a little bit more. So you had a good job in DC. You, you liked it a lot. And then in your relocation, I guess you kind of, you know, you had to take a job. So you took the job you could get, which was not exactly what you were looking to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they, they said that they're looking to, to slowly grow the department. Um, so and so I kind of saw an opportunity as far as, uh, you know, kind of getting on the ground floor of, you know, it growing to, uh, you know, and eventually a six to eight person uh, department. So how long ago was this, Robert, that you relocated? A year ago. Okay, so you've been in this position for a year now at this company. Okay. All right. So again, for those of you out there, you can think about it. Put yourself in, in, in Robert's position. You're at a company, you're project manager, it's going well. 
then you relocate to a different part of the country to be with family. And, you know, you have to take a lower position, uh, more as a, a designing engineer, um, with a, with a small company that is, you know, kind of promised some, some growth of a small structural department. And, um, and, you know, and I, and I can appreciate what, um, Robert was thinking he saw an opportunity there and that's certainly the way that I would have thought about it and it is not going so well as far as you know the opportunity um, I guess developing so um, Robert what do you think the problem is with you know why it's taking long to, for this the department and everything to grow I mean it's just uh, I, I think they had they had a number of projects uh, on the slate um, and a lot of those just didn't pan out um you know i can understand i mean business is business um but you know um you know it, it would i guess it'd be nice you know having having some project manager experience before to to uh, you know kind of help out with you know develop some new opportunities okay tell me about your current role your roles and responsibilities right now um so essentially i'm the the second licensed engineer you know, I, I kind of it's a it's a pretty good blend because I have more building experience, and uh, the other guy who's the project manager for the department uh, has more bridge and civil experience. So it's a pretty good fit that way. And then I, I can also cover uh, you know some of the things with uh, building facades and things like that. Okay, so you're basically literally doing like design work, calculations, reviews, stuff like that. Um, actually, it's been a lot of some calculations, but actually a lot of uh, report writing. You know, putting together cost tables and things like that to complete work. Okay. All right. And what is, kind of paint me the picture of what is it that you would like to be doing more of rather than what you're doing? I, I guess it'd be, you know, kind of more of a uh, project manager role um, that I'd kind of, had just gotten, you know, set into. Explain that role to me. Explain to me what that last position looked like in your company. Basically, you know, the other thing too is I had a, a you know, I had a great mentor that I was working under, you know, and obviously, uh, you know, that took years to develop uh, at the old company. And, uh, you know, it's probably going to take uh, years to develop here as well. So, you know, at the old company, you know, I kind of, we worked well, to get, we worked great together, uh, my mentor and I, and, um, you know, got, got along great with everybody um, in the firm. So were you managing people there? Uh, yeah, basically they had uh, project engineer. They had a pool of project engineers. Um, you know, then basically. All right. So you had some managerial work. Were you working with clients? Were you corresponding with clients in that role? Uh, yes. Okay, you were. All right. So so essentially, you had a position where you were corresponding with clients. You were overseeing people, overseeing things, and you basically took a position where you know you could say in a way you know it went down in, in grade as far as you know you went backwards a little bit in your career um, to make a lifestyle change. You know, be with family, and now the question is what to do now. I mean, you know, what what is next? What's what's next for you, and what can you do? Um, what would you say? some of your goals are short term in your career in the next year or two? Um, well, the next one's uh, to get my ASC license. Uh, I'm working on that now. I'm going to be taking the second part of the test uh, in, in October here. Uh, so I'm working on that. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's kind of the, the last thing as far as certifications that I planned on, uh, planned on obtaining. Okay. What is it that you like about the management side of the, the PM role? What is it that you like so much about that? 
it's it's an opportunity for growth both in responsibilities and in, in the company and then uh, I guess thirdly uh, also in in uh, compensation so all right so so the question have have you thought about the possibility of looking for a, a project manager position in the area I mean again I'm I'm, I'm not you know, I, I don't like to say that I have people come on the show so we could try to make them, you know, leave their job, but I'm trying to help Robert in his situation here. Um, and I want to see what, what he's been thinking. You know, uh, it was kind of hard at first, uh, making the transition. Um, but you know, I kind of, you know, I kind of figured unless something came back, came, you know, unless an offer came through, uh, an unsolicited by me offer, uh, that came in, that was too good to too good to be true to pass up, then I just figured, you know, what I was going to, uh, see how things went here for three years. And then, um, you know, basically if, if I still wasn't happy, then, then, uh, then yeah, then I would actively start looking for, for another position or start something on my own. All right. So you gave yourself kind of a three year horizon and you're one year in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Correct. All right. So the positive thing here is that Robert has some kind of end to the, you know, come some kind of light here at the end of the tunnel, at least for his own perspective, um, which is good. I mean, he's not just sitting in this job forever. He knows that he's given himself a timeline on it. Um, but what I'd like to try to help him do today is figure out a way that he can make this happen quicker than that, you know, that he could either make it work in his position so he's happier and he can get those PM responsibilities. Um, you know, I mean, that's the whole point of the show here. So, so let, let's kind of dive into this a little bit more. Um, is your supervisor, Robert, aware of your um, desire to take on project manager roles and responsibilities? Uh, yeah, it was actually, uh, you know, one of the things we talked about when when I first started. Okay, all right. So you talked about that. He's aware of that, um, and have the, has the company done anything or talked to you about that? Well, when, in the conversation, was it basically? Uh, you know, he, he's kind of more of a, a slow, you know, uh, you know, organically grow, organically grow the business. Um, you know, which, which I can understand. Um, you know, he's, you know, he, he's a, he's a good guy and he's kind of connected with, you know, just about everybody in the city, which is, um, you know, which is a great thing to have. But I guess on the, on the other side, it's kind of like, well, you know, uh, you have a lot of great connections, you know, why are we kind of slow on, <laughs> are we kind of slow on work? Um, right. So, I mean, uh, and that's my supervisor, not the, not the head of the department. Oh, okay. So there's another, there's a head of the department and your supervisor. Yeah. We basically have the, the same boss, the same supervisor. Okay. Do you do primarily public or private work or both? Both. Okay. Yeah. Right now it's been a lot of public work, but, uh, you know, uh, kind of the, the focus has been to try to grow the private part of it. So let me ask you this question. What do you think it would take on your part to be able to, to get those project manager responsibilities in that position? Basically, I've been just been trying to work, you know, do as good a work as I can. Um, you know, we've been, we've been working with a lot of insurance companies and so, uh, you know, they've all the, all the insurance reports that I've done, um, you know, they've been pretty happy with. So, well, let me ask you this. What do you think it would take for, for, for the company to be able to give you that position? Uh, basically we'd have to have more work. Um, you know, we're basically, you know, there would be a need for a second project manager. Okay. And how, how can you contribute to that happening? Basically trying to bring in more business and doing a great job and, 
you know, hope, hoping to, uh, you know, get referrals and things like that from happy clients. Uh, I get referred to other clients. Okay. And, and the reason that I'm, that I'm kind of going down this road is because if I'm, if I'm in your shoes, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, here, here's the bottom line. I want to be a project manager. I've given myself a couple of years at this company. If, if I want to be a project manager at this company, um, obviously this, there's, there's one option is to go find project management position in another company that's got more work, that's bigger, you know, whatever the case may be. And, you know, while that's always an option, you've given yourself a three-year time frame here. And it sounds like there's some positives about this company. So they may, may, might not be the best, you know, route right at this time. So my other option is to say to myself, okay, well, the company, in order to make me a project manager, they're going to need to get more work. And then the next question is, you know, I, how do I make that happen? You know, that's always the way I like to think is, you know, I don't want to rely on other people to, you know, you know, help my goals to become a reality or, you know, make my goals to become a reality. And, you know, in an essence, you know, you came in here, you know, like you said, you were transitioning. You had a lot of stuff going on, probably both personally and professionally at the same time. So you put yourself in the best position you could. And now that you've been here and you understand the way that this company works, the way that this person works, that you said they like to grow organically, et cetera. I think if I were you, I would kind of say to myself, listen, the end of the day, the only way I'm getting a project manager in this company anytime soon before the three years is over is if I kind of get out there and get us business and show the company that I can bring in business, I can grow this department, I can become a project manager. And if you can do that, I think you can grow the department. I think you could become a project manager. And I think you know you solve a lot of those problems that you're having right now. Otherwise, in order for you to become a project manager at this company without you playing an integral role in it from a business development standpoint, this company is going to have to somehow you know bring in enough work like in the next two years to do that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's feasible to, to, for them to be able to do that realistically? I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, they've got a lot of great, great, you know, they've got a lot of other project managers that, that have great relationships that, you know, just haven't been able to leverage to, you know, kind of say, Hey, you know, uh, you know, we've been providing you with this type of service. Hey, look at, look at, uh, you know, the structural and, uh, the structural side. I just really haven't, uh, haven't got that cross selling, uh, very much at this point. Tell me about your uh, abilities to network, build relationships, bring in business. Have you had experience with it? Is it something you're open to? Yeah, I actually brought in um, a client that uh, you know, basically they do due diligence uh, surveys. Uh, essentially, it's a like a home inspection for a for a large commercial building. Um, so brought in, you know, we kind of do a lot of the facade, uh, structural, uh, roof uh, part of that part of that survey. So. Um, so I, you know, how, how did you bring them in? Uh, basically I just told them that, you know, I, I moved, uh, moved cities and, and locations and, uh, you know, they contacted me and asked me for proposal. And, uh, so I passed that along and we got them a pro- proposal and some of them, uh, you know, some of them we were the, uh, worked out on and some of them we haven't. So was this the, was this a past client? Uh, yeah, it was a past client from, um, from our okay, store. from your other company. Have you had any experience at all, just like going out and like networking and trying to bring in clients on your own, like at events and stuff like that? Yeah, we went to a couple, uh, a couple, uh, you know, uh, industry or organizations events. Um, you know, haven't been to a whole lot of them just because, uh, you know, we've got a, we've got a newborn, so uh, you know, haven't really 
just really haven't had the, uh, the available evening time to be able to do something. Oh, that's great. Congratulations on that. Okay. Well, that, that, that makes sense. So, and you know, one of the things that, so, so, so let's step back for a minute. Those of you listening, you know, on the podcast today, um, this is a, a great situation to think about in your engineering career because basically what I see this as, and uh, Robert alluded to this a little bit in the beginning, is that there's a lot of opportunity here. And I think in the beginning when Robert mentioned it, it was more along the lines of this is a smaller structural um, department in a smaller company, so there's a lot of opportunity for growth. The way I'm talking about it is I see a lot of opportunity for Robert here because you know, right in front of him is a is a is a department that he's in. He's you know a couple steps below the top, and he has an opportunity essentially to, you know, yes, there's an opportunity for growth for this company, but he has an opportunity to be a critical hand in that growth, right? By going out, I mean, obviously he's new to the city still, so he's still meeting people and learning. But you know, that's how that's how you seize opportunity, and you know, Robert has the opportunity here to grow this department himself and thus forcing himself into the project manager position. And this is a good spot to be in because unfortunately a lot of engineers don't have the ability to create their own future like this, whether they're in a really large company or they don't have the leeway to do things like that, or they might not have a support of a company or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, you know, while this may not be the easiest route to go, and, um, you know, Robert has other responsibilities, whether it's personal and also, you know, his, obviously he's doing some reports and things of that nature. Um, there is an opportunity here if, you know, if Robert, if, if you have the ability to try to, you know, stretch your, your networking skills, develop them a little bit more, get out there and meet some people. And, you know, if I were you, Robert, and, and, and again, I'm, I'm giving you just some advice on my own experience, I would have a sit down talk with your, um, I would ask to have a sit-down talk with your supervisor and the department head, and I would say to them, listen, I came here a year ago. I was a project manager, and I think I was a, I was a good project manager, and I want to get back to that position here, but I understand that in order to do that, we need to grow. And you know, I want to make that happen. You know, I like it here. I like the company. I want to make this happen together. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to start to do a little more networking and building relationships and, and some, you know, some business development for the company. Um, you know, and of course, maybe it'll be some events in the evenings, maybe it'll be some luncheons, whatever the case may be. But this is something that I want to focus on. And I want to do this and grow the company and get myself into that project manager role. And really what I'm just looking for is, you know, your support on this. And I wanted to, to talk to you about this. Yeah, actually, I've, I've talked to them about doing some of that, but that, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of been shuffled off mostly because, you know, that's typically the, uh, typically the roles of the, the project managers is doing uh, kind of the quote-unquote, you know, non-billable, doing the lion's share of the, the non-billable marketing time. Mm-hmm. No, I, I understand that. I, I can appreciate that because I, you know, I ran into that situation in my career as well. And what happened was I wanted to become a manager and I was doing a lot of the design work and I was in the civil world. And when you do a design, usually we had to go to a planning board meeting in the evening. We had to present our design to the town and I noticed that the project managers would all go to these meetings and they would present and they would do their their thing. And what I said to the company was, I said, listen, I want to be a project manager. So I want to I want to go to the meetings. I mean, I don't have to present, but I want to go to the meetings. I want to see how it's done. I want to watch. I want to learn. And what they said to me was, I'm sorry, but you know, we don't have money in the budget for you to go to those meetings. You know, we can't charge our client for you to go to the meeting. 
And so what I said, you know what? I said, fine. I said, I'm just going to go to the meetings on my own time. I'm going to learn how to do it. I'm going to do it. And I ended up going to the meetings on my own time, uh, took some notes. I watched how to do it. And, you know, lo and behold, I ended up, you know, becoming a, a partner there pretty young. And I could attribute a lot of that to, to, to the ability to get out there and do that. And, you know, listen, there's only so much you can do uh, in the course of a day and with everything else that's going on. But, but my, my message to you, Robert, is, you know, you're going to have those conversations with managers all the time and they're not going to get it where they're going to like, yes, you to death. And they're going to say to you like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever we support you, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's really up to you to engineer your own success. And that's why I named my book what I did. And so for you, what I would just try to urge you to do is, you know, if your option and your thought process is to stay in this company for two more years and try to make it work, which I know that's kind of what we talked about here is I would do whatever you can do to try to grow this department, you, you know, whatever you can do to push yourself towards that role and, and, you know, and get out there. I mean, listen, building relationships, meeting people and doing that is only going to help you regardless of what happens with this company or not, because you're building your own database and you're building good relationships in the industry. So if I were you, that would kind of be the path that I would take. Cause really, you know, there's not a lot of other options here because, the other option is, like I said, leave the company, and that's not really an option right now. But the only other option is to sit and wait. You got to sit and you got to wait for them to build a build the department. You know, if I was in your position, I just you know at your age and where you're at in your career, I just wouldn't want to wait for people to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, just to clarify what you're saying, so basically, uh, I need to get out to more. Uh more organization events, probably like uh, BOMA and NIOP and things like that and uh, on my own time and to be able to network and things like that? Yeah. I mean, the way that you got to think about it is this, is, you know, when you say your own time, you know, basically we're, we're probably, you know, saying that, you know, the company may not be paying you for that time. You're going out, you're on your own, but, but you're, you know, it's your career, you know, it's your reputation, it's your contacts. Mm-hmm. So essentially it doesn't matter whose time it is you're building something that's going to be helping you regardless. So yeah, that that's exactly what I recommend is getting out to events, getting into whatever groups you can get into. And you know, and they don't all have to be engineering. They could just be something in the community too, because let's, let's face it, clients are going to come from other places, not just engineers. So you get out there, you get a name for yourself going in Pittsburgh, you start meeting people, you get to know them, you start hopefully bringing in some work. And then all of a sudden these people are going to say, you know what? Robert's pretty serious. I mean, he's bringing business in. You know, this guy is a project manager. And you know what? If it doesn't work out there, then it's none of it's wasted time because all the contacts that you made go with you wherever you go. That's part of your um, your portfolio, so to speak. And 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 think of it this way too. You know, when we talk about doing it on your own time, if you do decide in a couple of years to leave or whenever, if anything happens, you know, God forbid, and you have to in the you know whatever whatever happens. Everything that you're doing now, all this stuff on your own time, all these contacts, all everything you're building up is just making you more marketable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's more stuff for your resume. It's more connections you have. It's more potential for business in the future. And these are the kind of things that other employers are going to look for down the road from you. And, you know, rather than sitting back now and just waiting, kind of waiting a little bit for this company to take off, you know, I would take a more aggressive approach so that regardless of what happens with them, you're ready to go. Hey, listen, if it works great and you can build this thing on your own, get some business development going, that's great. 
if it doesn't work out, at least you build some relationships and you can take them, you know, wherever you're going to go next and maybe even use that as leverage, you know, for your next opportunity. Gosh. Okay. Any thoughts? What are your thoughts right now? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I've been trying to be aggressive as far as, uh, you know, I guess, I guess it's more of, uh, you know, I've been kind of waiting to, you know, asking permission and kind of been, you know, uh, told no, whereas, uh, so basically you're suggesting, you know, just go out there and, and get it done. Yeah. And I, and I tell this all the time to the members of, uh, my Institute for Engineering Career Development. I tell them, you know, no one else is going to develop your career, yep. right? It's totally up to you. So, you know, those people can tell you all they want that, yeah, you know, we're going to do this or the project managers are going to take care of this, or we're going to get to that. Things are going to happen. And, you know, that's great, but you know what? That's not, you know, I, I wouldn't be banking on that if I were you. You know, I'd be taking it more into my own mm-hmm. hands. And another thing that's an important thing to do too, and I'm glad that you brought it up before that you said you had a newborn, um, is, you know, have the same, you know, have a talk with your wife too. And this is something that, you know, I do a lot and I recommend to, to members of our community is, you know, say, listen, you know, I, I, you know, we're here, we relocated, we're closer to family, which is great. Um, I'm not thrilled about the job and I'm sure you've already talked to her about this, but, and, but you say like, listen, for me, if I'm going to become a project manager and if it's going to work at this company, I'm going to kind of dig my heels in. I'm going to get myself out there. I'm going to get my name out there and I'm going to try to bring business in for this company and make it happen. And, um, you know, I'll need your support. There might be some nights I'm going to be out or some things that I have to do. Um, but you know, it's ultimately going to be helping us with our future together, you know, helping us with, you know, um, you know, our, hopefully our financial future and everything else about that. And, um, you know, that's another way that will maybe help you commit to it and give you some more motivation because then when you're going out and doing some of these things on your own time, while maybe one night you're not going to be home to see your newborn, you're also thinking to yourself, you know, this is ultimately for, for my family. Yeah. You know, and that's something that I think is important because when you do this stuff, it's for you, your reputation, like I said, your family, and that's everything that's, and that's something that people don't think about. They think about, well, why am I going to put the extra mile in if I got to do something for the company on my own time or whatever? The fact may be, and I'm saying, no, no, it's not I'm for there, just for them. You're building your future here with all the skills you're doing. I mean, even just doing that, you're going to get better at networking. You're going to build your skills, et cetera. Um, you know, and this is, this is kind of, um, you know, this is just some of my advice, but this is what I would recommend to you. Good stuff. All right. All right. So, so listen, I enjoyed the time together and, um, I want to thank you for coming on. I hope that it's helpful for you. I hope you could take some things out of this and, um, I hope those of you out there listening too that may have a similar situation, but really it's just a general situation of, of kind of engineering your own success, taking your career into your own hands. And I hope that this show will inspire all of you as well to do that. So thanks again, Robert, for coming on. Thank you. Career Changing Tip. All right, I hope you all enjoyed my coaching call today with Robert because it's something that a lot of engineers go through, that lack of confidence, that inability to understand that that they can create their own opportunities. So I hope that now you can see that. And what I want to do for you in this career changing tip is give you a strategy for maintaining this opportunistic mindset throughout your entire career and your life. All right, and this is something that changed my life when I implied this strategy. So please take it to heart. Thinking opportunistically is is huge. Being able to think at everything that happens to you, where's opportunity is huge, but it's very difficult to do. So how can you do that? In coaching school, when I attended the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, and I give them credit for this process, 
is that they taught me to always ask myself two questions in every situation that I encountered. And these are two questions that I want you to write down if you're listening or come back to the show notes later and and get them. When you go through a situation, ask yourself first, where's the opportunity in this situation? That's the first thing you ask yourself. And that forces you to look for an opportunity. Look hard for an opportunity in this situation, whatever the case may be. If you get laid off, the first thing you say to yourself is, where's the opportunity in this situation? Maybe now you're going to be able to get a job that you like more. Or if you don't hit a project deadline, where's the opportunity in that? Maybe it allows you to fix a part of the plans that weren't done the right way in the beginning. That's the first question. If you look for opportunity and you don't find anything after a lot of looking, then you go to the second question, which is, how can I learn and grow from this situation? And again, you're forcing yourself into the positive mindset. So if you looked for an opportunity and you couldn't find anything, then you say, well, how can I learn and grow? And then you'll find something that you can learn and grow from. Some of the best motivational speakers out there, just like Tony Robbins, for example, who I've always looked up to, says that there's no such thing as failures. There's only experiences. And from each one, you learn and grow. And you take things and you apply them to the next situation. And that's kind of where I'm going with this idea. So those of you out there that struggle with the idea of being opportunistic, this is a way that you can do that. And I hope that you implement this strategy today. It will change your life. That I can guarantee you, it's been a huge impact on me. So again, for those of you that are driving or you're commuting and you don't have, you're not able to write things down or you wanted to go back and listen to parts of the show, you can see all the show notes. We'll kind of provide a summary and some of the links that we talked about here in the show. You can go to engineeringcareercoach.com, click on podcast and find session four, or you can simply go to engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash session four. Before I end off for today, let me remind you that you can also go to the website and get a free gift, which is a list of the top three resources that I use to become a partner in an engineering firm at a young age. And every one of those resources is free, believe it or not. You can get the list of resources by going to engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash free gift. You can get your download your list today. So with that, I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed the topic for today. And we'll catch up next week on the Engineering Career Coach podcast. Until then, I wish you an extraordinary engineering career. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach podcast with Anthony Fasano. Transforming engineering career development, one engineer at a time. For tons of free engineering career resources, visit www.engineeringcareercoach.com.